This week on Jesus Center Stage, we're looking forward to our upcoming vacation. We talk about the need to be fed spiritually and how conviction is a comfort. You better get ready. <laughs> I'm ready. You Hang ready? On. All right. I'm getting there. I kind of caught you off guard over there. Uh, welcome to the podcast. You're supposed to say, thanks, glad to be here. Thanks, I'm glad to be okay. here. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, I was not ready for that either. <laughs> did you see that? I did. He made a long jump. Jasper is, uh, Jasper the the um, extra dog is making an appearance here with us. You're going to have to get closer to that microphone though because you are you got a big echo. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Something's only happened once since we started in this podcast. It just happened again today in that we got 20 minutes into a podcast and then hit stop and said, nope, this ain't going to do it. Um, I kept. Sometimes we just have brain freeze. <laughs> this is what happens. I start talking and then I get to the end of what I got to say and I look at you and I see you have no intentions of saying anything. So then... <laughs> I have to come up with something else to say, <laughs> and then so then I say a little bit more, and then I look at you, and you don't have nothing to say again. So then, so about the, by the third time on that, I'm just making up stuff that's meaningless <laughs> and that nobody's interested in, just because you're I'm not sorry. saying nothing. And yeah, that's where we're at. I'm pretty sure we got to like 18 minutes or something. I'm pretty sure I talked for 17 of those minutes. And, That's not true. And we I started out. And I, they was, I was talking when we started out. There was about. And I just got completely lost. There was about three uh, times in there that where there was like ten second pauses of silence because I was just <laughs> waiting for you to say something. <laughs> I, I couldn't come up and with then, nothing. Yeah. I was so trying, before you but... knew it, I was talking about alligators and everything else. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, fast, yeah, we're gonna y'all. try this again. Uh, you uh, you started us off earlier though, telling us that you saw you had excitement at work today. Um, I mean, I wouldn't call it excitement because it didn't have anything to do with me. But I saw somebody get arrested, or well, not the actual arrested part, but I saw them like the cops were still there, and then they mm-hmm. drove off. With As I was saying, the South cuffed and stuffed. He yep. was cuffed and stuffed. Yep. Yeah. So and I figure I'll get the scoop tomorrow. Yeah. From you. From my public's employees, mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, because you're in the public seven, or eight, ten times per day, mm-hmm. um, you know each person in each department. So yep. yeah, you'll get the scoop there. I got um, friends in every place. You got friends in all kinds of places. That's good to have too. Um, one thing we got going on this week is that we're fixing to take a little bit of a vacation. Yes, I'm very excited about it. I've already started packing. Mm-hmm. And I usually yeah. don't pack until like the last minute. Yeah. But. And we, we narrowly missed, or I should say that the Hurricane hurricane Ida narrowly missed, uh, you know, we're going south. We're going to be over on the Savannah side of Georgia. And it hit more towards New Orleans, which is in the Gulf. So, um, you know. A lot of times hurricanes will come up that side too. So yeah, and hopefully um, though the, the rain will be like over too. Yeah, I looked at the weather today and it looked like it's going to be in the mid to upper eighties. Sounds perfect. Um, and we're going 
we're going to be close to a beach, so that's going to be a day. Uh, what are we doing, a kayak? Kayak trip. Kayak trip. Tell me about that again. It's we're going through getaway. Is it in the marsh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there, but it's like this getaway island place is where we're going. Okay. You know what? I haven't booked that yet. Well, we might not be going. Snap. Yeah. I should probably get on that tonight. Yeah. Uh, how about as soon as we get done recording, <laughs> yeah. you go do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I forgot we gotta do that yeah. ahead of time because there's like limited spaces. Mm-hmm. Let me back up and say we may be going on a kayak trip <laughs> in the marshlands, or Hopefully. we could just be parked on on the bridge lo- overlooking the marshlands. <laughs> no, there's like lots of different ones, so hopefully we'll at least get one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at them again to even decide which one to remember which one we decided on. Yeah. Because I know we talked about them, but I don't think I ever booked anything. Mm-hmm. When, when this, I did get tickets for Sunday, but I never did the kayak trip. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, we're going to be going to uh, St. Simon's Island. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. L- I think it's actually Little St. Simon's, little. but yeah. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that, getting out, um, getting away just for a little while. And I was going to say, when this podcast comes out, which will be should be on Thursday, I think it's the first, no, second second the second tomorrow's the first yeah so it'll come out on the second um so if anybody hears this podcast in the first day or two and knows any cool things in the savannah tabby island area uh send us a message at jesus center stage um gmail.com mm-hmm. or on the facebook page there tell us uh if there's something we need to make sure to do while we're there um so looking forward to that maybe even our next week's podcast may be live from Tabby Island Beach or live from the, what do they call that, Riverwalk in Savannah? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll just have to see how that plays out, how we can deal with the background noise and those kinds of things. Or it could just be live from in our car while we're traveling down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what started all this podcast stuff. It did. It was the conversations that we've always had in the car. Mm-hmm. Like we, our neighbors probably think we're like really strange because we'll we'll get started on some kind of a conversation, and then when we get home, we'll be like in the middle of it, and we'll just sit in the car for like thirty minutes, an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just sitting there. To, yeah, I don't know why we don't get up and go inside, but it's like we're mm-hmm. so deep in the conversation we lose our, that we, we just lose our train of, That's how long our memories or our attention span is. We lose <laughs> our train of thought by the time we get inside the house. This is probably yeah. true. But yeah, that's kind of what started the whole podcast really idea. Was we had so many conversations in the car, mm-hmm. driving or, you know, sometimes like just going out and driving on the mountains or something, but sometimes it was just driving home from church. Yeah, we'd get into a conversation about the Bible or about a certain verse, mm-hmm. and and start connecting places and whatever, and then sit in the car for an hour after we go home. <laughs> yeah, and said so we ought to be recording this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's coming up this weekend, um, in a few days next week. So, we'll see how that works out for next week's podcast. But we're excited to to go and do these to get away have a vacation and um kind of summer's coming to an somewhat of an end uh it's labor day weekend i always get labor day memorial day mixed up for some reason if i don't think about them 
Uh, they're like opposite ends. I know one's of, one's kind of kicking off summer, and one's kind of bringing it to the end. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. Uh, we still, and uh, what am I trying to say? We're still on the journey of searching for churches. Um, but we did have a. Did you, speaking great of that, did you see my post today? No, I don't think so. So it occurred to me yesterday, I think. Just how hungry I feel. Oh, I did see that one. To yeah, just to be fed, to learn, to hear from somebody who who studies and and who is fed by God and and just pours it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I posted today something about you don't realize sometimes it takes a taste for you to realize how long you've been starving. Yeah. Sometimes it takes and and. I say that because sometimes we slack as not just in, in a church search, but sometimes we slack in our own personal time. And once you get used to not doing it, you don't realize what you're missing. Mm-hmm. But if you ever, if you ever take that, it, make that decision, I'm going to read a little bit today. I'm going to pray a little bit more today. Then it, it awakens something and you're like, okay, I want more of that. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little taste to realize, and and I'm going to use this analogy because it's been in my head for two days, but um, it, and it's kind of sad, but it's still a good analogy. A lot of um, a lot of kids in the foster care system have, and I've and I've come across several in working in childcare and school and stuff, but they all have a similarity in that they are always hungry they always want more yeah and it comes from at one point in their life not having enough and that's just like once they have something once they have food available it's like they can't get enough of it Mm -hmm. because of what because of what they've dealt with before what they've what they went through before And that has just kind of been on my mind of once you have it available, once you read it, once you ask the Lord to open your mind when you read the scripture and say, okay, show show me what this means. And he starts doing that. Then it's like you can't get enough. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's who's slacked off on on reading the word and you feel like it hasn't made sense to me lately or whatever, try again. Try taste taste a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because once you get a taste of how good he is through his word and and you start letting him reveal himself to you through through his word, you're you're gonna stay hungry. Yeah. It's always gonna be, okay, now what? What's next? What what else, you know? And and when you have the opportunity to learn from somebody, you're not gonna be checking your watch, when is this gonna be over, but how long can I stay? Yeah. It's it's gonna change things. Yeah, and you, you think, how many times have you heard somebody, you know, eat something, some, you know, some sort of food or dessert, and say, and they, they make the comment, ah, oh, I forgot how good this was. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just did that with pickled asparagus last night. You did? I forgot. <laughs> I literally I did, not, too, until you said not that. Not that I can imagine pickled asparagus being good. Y'all, but it is so good. Okay? Mm, it is so good. And I haven't had it for it. a long time, and I yeah. got some from my mom, and... I opened it last night, 
and I took, I said, I hope that, and I even made the statement, I hope this is as good as I think it is, or mm-hmm. I, remember I remember it to it be. I remember it being, yeah. And I took a bite, and I'm like, oh, this is even better. <laughs> so, yeah, that literally just happened. Yeah. But, yeah, you you, you might love something, and, and it'd be your favorite food, and then just for whatever circumstances happen and you go a week without it and then two weeks and then three and then you kind of get busy and the next thing you know it's been months mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you think about it i haven't had it in forever yeah you go in there and get it and you think oh man i i don't <laughs> remember it even being this good mm-hmm. uh, but yeah you can our spiritual lives uh can be much the same and you know for for a long time we kind of got um into a routine of I study certain days of the week, I preach certain days of the week, you study certain days of the week, you you taught the youth certain days of the week, we go to church service on this day of the week, we just do it, do it, do it, do it. And somewhere along the way, you don't realize that you, you haven't eaten your favorite food in a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. And then... You um, haven't taken time just just to eat yeah like there's always been something else to do with it yeah. and you haven't taken time to just eat or just to be fed mm-hmm. and and glean that um and that's important and that's why i, I posted that because i'm like when i think about like what we heard sunday morning um and just i'm like man i, I want to hear more of that you know i'm yeah. hungry for more of that i'm hungry for for that that seriousness mm-hmm. you know and that that passion for god and the gospel i'm hungry for that and and that's just been on my mind and then i'm like having the taste of that and and then in in school right now i'm basically in a bible study every day of the week because of the classes that i yeah, paired a good one at that from, from um, the things but, you share with but me but one of the one of the books in particular i'm really enjoying one out of six. We won't talk about that right now. Um, it, it has been it has been really good, and just like a lot of little nuggets have have come out of that book. That is a textbook for my college class, but it's got some really good stuff in it. And just those, th- I guess those things combined have just made me hungry. And yeah. and just realize, you know, like I want more of this. I want to discover more of this. I want. You know, what else can I learn? What else can I know? Who else can I listen to mm-hmm. that is going to teach me the word for what it is? Yeah. It's, uh, I had my, my mom used the word refreshing. Yes. Uh, I mean, you walk out of there feeling refreshed and feeling, um, you, you know. You know, one thing, one thing I remember, um, I think, I'm trying to remember where I would have heard it first. But I don't remember. I know it was a preacher, but I don't remember who it was now. But I remember hearing as a as a young girl, uh, somebody repetitively. It was like their their thing to say, it was good to be in the house of the Lord. Like at the end of service, that's what the, that's what they would say, as yeah. they were you know, oh, it sure was good to be in the house of the Lord today, mm-hmm. and that that line has always stuck with me. And to be able to say that when you leave when you leave a church and yeah. and I'm not basing that on oh well they sang the music that I liked or or worship was good that's a whole nother topic <laughs> mm. 
We worship, won't dig into that one today. Yeah, worship is worship being good. It should always be good because he is always holy. But um, just just going and and like you said, the the being refreshed, the being encouraged, the being challenged, the being convicted. Mm-hmm. I I almost said I love being convicted, and I think I do because it means that he's not done. Yeah. It means that he's not giving up on me and all of the times that I failed and all of the times I get it wrong and all the times I messed it up, it means he's not done. Mm -hmm. It means he's still doing something. He is still changing me from glory to glory. He is still working. I've always felt that conviction was a good thing. Uh, I mean, there's been times I can remember one time specifically that a situation kind of happened and and it had really affected me just the way that it was being handled um you know in in the community uh, in the congregation i guess you could say and and i could just remember one day i left work and was driving home and and just come to tears and just you know cried and cried and cried not because like i I don't know how to how to explain it, but not because I I had a, a a real full understanding of why I felt so sad about this situation. Like it was it was a situation that 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 I'd seen unfold many times, handled about the same way, but for some reason this particular situation with this particular person or people, uh, it there was there was something there, and I mean it's just conviction that there was there was either something done that that I should have done something differently or there was something not done that I should have done or but there was conviction there that that you know like I said I, it's it's almost unexplainable but it just brings you to a point of of sadness of sorrow but at the same time I'm sitting here saying that and I can also say that I loved that feeling, right. not not so much at the moment, but it was like it was me knowing that I needed to do something more than what I was doing, and I loved that feeling because m- more something more distressing than that feeling is a feeling of just not knowing what to do, and yeah. just wondering should I do this or should I do that. And, and not feeling conviction, not feeling a compulsion to do one thing or the other, that's worse to me, just the not knowing. But when, but when I felt conviction that it felt like there was a sadness on me that until I'd done something different than what I had been doing or, or, or spoke a different way than what I'd been speaking or dealt with these people in, in the way God wanted me to deal with them, until that point, I just knew that it wasn't going to let me go, mm-hmm. that I was going to have that sadness. But at the same time, that was, a, that was a good feeling because I knew exactly what needed to be done. Right. And that's better than just not knowing. It's, it, a lot of people will, will say, well, conviction's not fun. And it's not fun. It's uncomfortable in the moment. But conviction is so different than condemnation in that conviction brings life. Mm-hmm. And, and guidance, like you said, conviction will, will st- steer you into the right path and show you what, you know, what you should do or what you shouldn't do different than what you've been doing. Yeah. And condemnation just says you got it all wrong. Now stay there and just deal with it. Yeah. 
you yeah, know, and convictions like, calls. hey, uh, you need to come over this way and do mm-hmm. it this way, do it different. Yeah. And it's just, it's, there's a verse, I can't remember now where it is exactly, I think it might be in Peter, but it says, whom the Lord loveth, he chastiseth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it talks about like a father and, 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 and that the Lord is like that with us. And I've just always like, e- I guess, equaled that verse in my head to conviction that when I feel conviction, it's him. Sometimes I'm in trouble, you know, sometimes I've done something I shouldn't do and he convicts. And sometimes it's like you said, letting you know what you need to do different and, yeah. and leading you into life. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, oh, well, you rule, you royally yeah. messed it up this time. You, you think from our, not in a spiritual way, but in our earthly, you know, fleshly human life, I, you know, our life here, not spiritual, um, can, you know, matters. But um, if a parent, you know, ha- has, if there's two parents and each one of them has a child and one one child comes in and says, um, I got caught today at school smoking and skipping class and now I'm in trouble at school. And the parent says, well, you shouldn't have got caught. You know, no big deal. Just deal with whatever the school tells you to do. And I'm going on about my business. Or if if a kid comes home and says, I got caught smoking and I got caught skipping class today and I'm in trouble. And the parent says, that's not acceptable. We're going to have to sit down and we're going to have to talk about why you was doing this. We're going to have to talk about that you're not going to be doing those things no more. I'm going to continue to 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 talk with you and to parent you and until I feel that you understand that smoking is bad for your health, that school is, is there for you to learn from, and I'm going to continue pushing and instilling these values in you. That to me, that's that's the image I have, but just on a much larger scale, of how God operates. That if that if if I do something that I truly shouldn't do, and then the next day I wake up and nothing happened, He didn't He didn't deal with me on that. I don't feel no guilt. That's I don't a feel scary no shame. Place to be. Yeah. Then that's the place I'm saying. Ultimately, you think, well, that's you got away with it. You you should feel good, but but then I'm sitting there thinking, if if my parent loves me, they wouldn't want me to smoke, and if God loves me, then why you know why is He not convicting me on this? Why is He not trying to cor- correct me on this? And and of course we know God loves us. Therefore, when I feel that conviction. I it's, also f- it's like it's proof. It is. It's proof that he's paying attention. It's proof that he, that his desire is to yeah. conform us into the it, image of Christ. Yeah. Like that's his will for us to be conformed into the image of Christ. And we're not. That's not going to happen overnight. It no. takes a lifetime. And it's not going to happen if he just leaves it up to us to try to figure out how to do it. Exactly, because we're not going to. No, no, we'll take but, the easiest road every time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
but I just the the conviction. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm like they'll they'll avoid certain people. They'll avoid listening to certain things. They'll avoid going to church mm-hmm. because they don't want to feel conviction." But if you're feeling conviction, rejoice. Yeah, because respond, God is, respond and rejoice. <laughs> yes, respond and rejoice because. That means that he is still dealing with you and he is still working with you and he is still calling you. Mm -hmm. And if you ever stop feeling that, that's when you get worried. That's when you get scared. And, and you know, that, that concerns me. And, and I have prayed over my lifetime. Don't, don't stop working on me. Don't stop convicting me of things because I get uncomfortable when I haven't been convicted in a little bit. So like, what am I missing? Because I know I'm not getting everything right. Yeah. So am, am I ignoring him to the point that I'm not feeling when he tries to talk to me, that I'm not hearing when he tries to show me something? And and that, to me, is like the scariest place to be for anyone, especially a Christian, to get so complacent that you just don't feel the conviction anymore. You don't feel the, the need anymore. You don't feel that draw or that push anymore to do things his way. That to me is like the the scariest thing. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm uh, I had a verse come to my mind just now, and I couldn't uh, couldn't remember exactly where it's at, but I think I have found it, um, and I'm going to it now. So if you're listening, you'll know what's happening. But I, I believe it's in Hebrews chapter ten. I'm almost there. And uh, I'm gonna read it, and in case, and it might not be the right one, but one way or the <laughs> other, we're gonna hear some scripture here. Um, but Hebrews ten and sixteen, it says, "This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days," saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. In their sins and their iniquities, I will remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. The, that verse just came to my mind uh, with the conviction, uh, with that topic of conviction, I guess you could say, is that, that he says this, this is the covenant which I'm going to make with you now, is I'm going to put my laws in your heart mm-hmm. and in, you know, in your mind, and, and that they're there now. And so... At, there's another place in the Bible where where it talks about that he finally turn will turn people over to a reprobate mind. So when 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 we're going through this life, excuse me, and and we're we're dealing with things, and and we're feeling that conviction, it's because inside of each one of us, whether you're a believer or not a believer, you know what shame is. Mm-hmm. You know when what guilt feels like. Yeah, you know from from a from a small child to a teenager to an adult. You know when you when you're going to do something or when you have done something that maybe you enjoyed it, maybe you liked it, but you know from the very beginning, I'm not telling nobody about this. Yeah, I'm not, or I'm not going to tell my parents about this, or I'm not going to tell my pastor about this, and maybe I won't tell my friends about it. But you, but you, and the reason is, you might be thinking, well, there's nothing wrong with this. I can do this. I can do that. But there's a reason you're not wanting to tell other people, and it's because his law is written in your heart. Mm-hmm. 
and and are you going to answer it? Are you going to respond to it? Or are you just going to ignore it? And, you know, the, the longer you go, there's a verse that talks about our conscience be- becoming seared. Yeah, with and, a hot uh, iron. Yeah, so, you know, that that's the... That's the place that's more scary to me than the place of feeling conviction. Right. Is, you know, there, there's been times. Not in, feeling <laughs> conviction is way worse. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been times I know for myself and I know for you too, because I've heard it come out of your mouth that you're like, okay, you, you know, these are my words, but it's something along the lines of, okay, God, you can ease up a little bit now. <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> I get it. I get it now. <laughs> And but as long as he is putting those thoughts in, uh, on on your conscience, and, and uh-huh. then then you know that tells me your conscience isn't seared. Right. You know when something's seared, it's it's hardened on the outside. There's a verse I think it's in Isaiah that talks about the potter and the clay in his hands, and that that's something that I've always taken comfort that I've always linked is when when I feel conviction, it means he's still got me in his hands. Yeah. That he is still fashioning me. He hasn't thrown me aside and picked up a different piece. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's still he's still working yeah. to conform me into the image of Christ, like I said earlier. And so to me, conviction is it is uncomfortable, but it is a comfort. Yeah. Because I know exactly. that 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 he hasn't given up, that he is still faithful, that he is still working on me. And and it reminds me um of the book of Hosea when God told the prophet to, to go marry a prostitute. And every time that she left him, Yes, the Bible said, does say that. Just <laughs> Yes, go read the book of Hosea. I didn't make it up. Yeah, people um, people that haven't read it, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the Bible's supposed to be full of good, good stories. And <laughs> well, there was a point to it. He, he told Hosea, the prophet, to go marry Gomer, the prostitute. And Gomer had no desire to stay with him Mm -hmm. or be faithful to him and she she left um at least three times i'm thinking three times for some reason but it may have been more than that she left him a lot um to go back to her old ways and go back to her old lifestyle and every time that she left god told hosea go after her get her and bring her back and that's what i think conviction feels like is every mm-hmm. time that i've messed up every time that i've went to something other than him every time that i have i have spoken wrong or thought wrong or acted wrong and and i've missed that mark it's like he's running after me yeah. and pulling me back and that it just i love the book of hosea for that reason i mean i know god used it to to tell his people, to point out to his people, hey, every time I get y'all out of trouble, y'all just go right back to it, and you know, here and, and, and here I come and get out. you again. But to me, that's conviction is yeah. when he comes after you and he doesn't let you rest. Mm-hmm. You do something wrong and he doesn't let you rest. And sometimes it, it can be as soon as it happens, as soon as you let that word out of your mouth, as soon as you, you do that thing. Um, and it'll be like instant you'll feel that and sometimes it'll be later mm-hmm. yeah but either way when he comes after you respond but take comfort that it he's is. that he's come after you all right now i'm going i'm going to give you a chance here in these last few minutes uh i'm going to give you an opportunity to minister thank you up for it maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh no i was just sitting here thinking we, we've talked about this we've talked about conviction we've talked about our hearts getting seared 
the conviction not not affecting us anymore. We're talking about being turned over to a reprobate mind. And maybe somebody's listening to this right now and thinking, I've been living this life, I've been doing what I've been doing, and I don't feel convicted anymore. I'm not I don't feel the fear of God anymore. Have I been turned over to a reprobate mind and have do I have any hope? Do I have is there any reason now or should I just continue do what I'm doing because now my 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 conscience has been seared, my my godly fear is gone, and now all of a sudden I'm hearing this these two people on this podcast talking about conviction and saying you know that uh, if if God's still working on me then he's he's still trying to help me but I don't feel God working on me, so if that person is listening right now what would you minister to them? The first thing I say is that if you have that question, um, if that's happened to you, then there's still hope. If if you're open to what if, that's why I haven't felt conviction lately. What if I've ignored him too many times? If you have that question, then then you're not too far gone. That's um, a, that's a glimpse of that's a glimpse of of conviction. Right. Yeah. And then secondly, I would say go to Psalm 51 and pray it like you mean it. Um, Psalm 51 was is David's prayer after he um, committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband killed. So um, I would I would go there and I'm going to read just I'm just going to skip through it a little bit and read some of the verses. But verse one says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my transgressions and I acknowledge them. That right there I think is the key. Is if, if you feel like what, what, if, what if I have been, what if I went too far? Mm-hmm. Acknowledging it. God, I think I've went too far. I think I've ignored you too many times and now I don't hear you and now I don't feel you. Go to him and tell him that. Be yeah. honest with him. Um, later in the in the verse, it says, um, Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part of my heart you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, and, the, and be satisfied. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. And that line is, the, the, I've, I, to me that is, when I feel conviction and it hurts me, because I feel what, has broken his heart. Yeah. Then he comes in and heals. And so if you're con- if you feel like you are in that place that your conscience has been seared and that you're not hearing him, that can be healed. Mm-hmm. He can come in and he can make your heart tender in in um I think it's in Ezekiel that it talks about that he takes away the stony heart and replaces it with a heart of flesh, which means that it's something he can work with now and it and it's it's palatable. It's something he can do something with. Um, so even if you if you feel like you're there, verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right and steadfast spirit with me. And I don't know how many times in my life I have prayed, verse 11, Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. If yeah. you feel like you're in that place and you feel like it's been a little bit since you felt conviction, go to Psalm 51 and pray it like you mean it. Yeah. Pray it like you mean it. Even if you don't have the words, use David's words and exactly. pray it like you mean it and beg him, don't cast me away. 
Let me feel that conviction again. Let me feel your heartbreak again. Let me feel what moves you. Let me feel that again. Let me hear from you again so that I can walk according to your way and and be moved. And yes, conviction will hurt in the moment. But like we've been talking about, it's it's that it's that seal that he's still with you. Yeah. It's that nudge that he has not taken his spirit from you. So if it's been a while since you felt it, that's what I say. Go go pray Psalm fifty one like you mean it. Yeah. There there's nobody that's going to call on the name of the Lord that he's not going to respond to. Right. If you if you feel like you've gone too far now all of a sudden you're you're realizing it. It's because he's uh, he's revealing that to you. It's not that you've gone too far and he's just done away with you. He revealed it to you, and if you call on him, uh, then he will respond to you. And I'll add in right there that this was our second podcast for the day, and we had no idea we were going to end up here. No. no. So but if, if this is convicting you, then, then take it for what it is, exactly. that God is saying, hey, I'm not done with you. I'm trying to get your attention. Yeah. Uh, Another verse I want to read is, uh, it's still in Psalm 51. It says in verse 17, My only sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, broken with sorrow for sin and thoroughly repent, thoroughly penitent. penitent. Such, O oh God, you will not despise. That's that's what you go with. If you, if you feel like you, you're missing something, if you feel like, like it's been a while, just go and say, I've, I've messed this up. I've messed this up, yeah. and I can't fix it. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do to get it back like it was. I need a new heart, like verse 10 says. I need a, a clean heart and a new heart, um, and that's that's where you that's where you start. Yeah, and I, I want to touch on this as we get ready to close. Uh, back in, you read this just a second ago in verse 7. Uh, there it says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast has broken may rejoice. As you read that, I, I it just kind of come to me that an, a simple way of, of translating that verse, or, or you know, kind of explaining it, is what he was saying. He didn't say let let me go wash myself and i'm gonna, when i come back i'm going to be clean let me go clean myself that i might let me be, go fix this yeah let me go fix this and then when i come back i'll be white as snow but he said he, he's asking god to cleanse him to make him whiter than snow that to to make him to hear joy and gladness to to do those things so th- sometimes that conviction comes in and then the self-condemnation comes right behind it of, right. well, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how. I can't get it right. Yeah, I can't get this right. I don't know how to present myself to God in, in a way that's satisfactory. But what David was saying there is, I can't clean myself. I need you to clean myself. What you just read in verse 17 was, I can't, I can't clean. I can't fix this. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to bring to you is, is a messed up, broken, crushed human being. Mm-hmm. And you're the only person that can pick that up and connect it all back together and make it just the way you've intended it to be. Right. 
When I want to close with this verse. I think it's one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible. Is Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You're not too far gone. All you need is the blood. That's it. That's it. So, conviction is good. That's what we came to. And you've done much better on this second podcast than you did the first <laughs> one. You talked and everything. So, um, I'm going to give you an A-plus on the second one. You got you got an F-minus on the first one. That's sad. Yeah, it is. It's not going to affect my GPA, is no, it? No, because uh, <laughs> we're grading on the curve this, this week. <laughs> so, um, but... We're off to Savannah, and uh, we're going to be back next week. Until then, keep Jesus center stage in your life.